You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Noelle Maring is the brave, insightful, and vital prophetic voice needed to understand what is happening and how to counter it. This coming from Matthew J. Peterson, Ph.D., and also a recent guest on Glenn Beck. If you have any questions about the woke movement, you've come to the right place. Noelle Maring is a fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. She is the author of Awake, Not Woke, a Christian response to the cult of progressive ideology and the Theology of Home book series. She is an editor at TheologyofHome.com and a wife and mother of six. Noelle realized that marriage and motherhood is hard but leads to great freedom and joy rather than oppression and limitation. Absolutely. I'm Tina Griffin. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Counterculture Mom Show, where we are talking about eradicating racism this week. Absolutely critical topic. We got to talk about it. Quick shout out to the Institute for Creation Research from Dallas, Texas. They sent me some great shirts with life-giving information. This one says, Created in God's Image, Genesis 1.27. All of us, no matter what color of our skin, were created in God's image. Check out icr.org for further info and get your hands on some great conversation starter shirts. The kids and I checked out this museum last month when I was speaking in Dallas, and it was absolutely fantastic. Great way to get your kids to do hands-on research to find out truth about what's really going on around this globe. I am with author, editor, and speaker, Noelle Maring. How you doing, woman? I'm doing well. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. You, you are doing a lot to save America. Do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes better than other nights, but um, no, I, I, I do. I, you know, I try to keep it in balance, as I'm sure you do too, as being moms and also trying to fight what's currently happening in our country. That feels like an ambush, but I think it's been happening and building for decades now. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to do my best as so many other people are as well. Well, you're doing an excellent job. Ambush is a really good word. I might have to steal that for some upcoming episodes. That's exactly what it feels like, doesn't it? At the same time with the ambush, it just tells us we're one day closer to Christ. Are, are you thinking he's right around the corner or am I the only person around here? Well, I mean, I, I think that we're always <laughs> supposed to keep him present to us, you know, whether it did not be, be in the second coming happening tomorrow or whether we're going to live a long life into 120 or something. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that this is certainly a spiritual war, first and <laughs> foremost. So we have to be arming ourselves as such. Absolutely. It just blows my mind. The headline news here. You write on cultural, political and religious issues of the day. And we're getting a lot coming our direction these days. With the Theology of Home Project, you seek to promote a positive vision of family and home life through your blog, a daily newsletter and shop with well-crafted items for the home as well. Everybody check out their website. And these these things that you have for sale on your website are not made in China. So I want to give you two thumbs up that you're already helping us keep all of our industry here in America. Did you purposely plan that? Oh yeah. So my business partner for Theology of Home and old friend, Carrie Gress, that was the first thing she said is that we're going to have return to craftsmanship, nothing made in China. We're not going to sell any products made in China. So um, some of it, you know, she and her husband and children actually pour all of our candles. So a lot of it is just local oh. craftsmen that she meets or that she her, takes on herself. Um, and then products that she sources from other other areas too, but always um, things, we always strive to have things built domestically, but we absolutely never have anything made in China. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. I always wonder, looking at those stickers in the bottom, even my kids make comments. I'm thinking, how many things do the Chinese get in China that say made in the USA? Probably, probably not many. Let's dig in deep to CRT. It's a big problem we're having in schools today, in our culture. How is the anti-racist CRT movement of today different from the civil rights movement of the last century? Yeah, I think that's such an important question because it really is almost polar opposite. Um, so in my book, I go through the history of where critical race theory comes from. It's, as the name suggests, it's built around critical theory, which was started by neo-Marxist, neo-Freudians at the Frankfurt School in 1930, the 1930s initially. Um, but it really is uh, very dis- different from, say, a Martin Luther King Jr. approach to civil rights. So what what the emphasis um, in the past would have been, you know, th- uh, focusing on how we are universally deserving of equal dignity, equal treatment, because we are have a common humanity. We're brothers and sisters, um, you know, sons and daughters of a loving God. The civil rights movement was oftentimes very adamantly fought on Christian premises um, of that universal dignity of the human person, which is truly deeply a Christian concept. Um, and the anti-racism movement of someone like Abram X. Kendi, Robin DiAngelo, um, CRT, Architects, they, they don't want to emphasize a universal brotherhood and sisterhood of men and women. They want to emphasize how we are divided. Um, so this is one of the reasons why in the 60s they would have said, I am a man. That was one of the battle cries of um, Black Americans saying, in other words, not I'm a man as opposed to a woman, but rather I am a human being. And so I deserve, I deserve equal treatment. Um, and now they don't want to say that. They don't want to say we are defined by what unites us. They want to say we're defined by what def- divides us. So we are defined not by the love of God, but by the hatred of societal oppression um, through systems and the history of the United States, which, which is fundamentally a, a racist um, country. Um, this is the anti-racist movement. Right. So it has to be abolished. It's really revolutionary in that way. And, and really, divide, division is at the core of the movement. Oh, right there. If you have division as the core, you know that you're in the wrong movement, working with the wrong movement. Absolutely agree. In this video, you explain what woke means and how it weakens the people it claims to help. That's an eye opener. Everybody check this out. To be woke is to be alert and attuned to the layers of oppression in society, generally surrounding the issues of race, sex, gender. It has a long history, although I think a lot of us think of it as being a fairly new movement. The name is new, but it really is a reformulation of old ideas and old roads that various countries have gone down. And I think it's ostensibly a movement for justice, but when you really understand what the internal logic of the movement, it fundamentally is something that weakens people far more than it helps, and particularly the people it claims to want to help. So that, this is why I find it to be alarming. I think it's more than just a political movement. It's actually a spiritual movement before anything else. So the history of the movement is really important to understand. I think you can st- you can pinpoint it in, uh, in the in a garden with a snake cajoling the first woman to be that she you can be as gods. But uh, I think that we, if we want to specifically plant it, a starting point in modern more modern times, most people point to Karl Marx. But I think it's important also to understand who what Marx was influenced by, and this is a philosopher named Hegel. And Hegel's really important to understand because he started really the engine of the modern progressive movement, which he called the dialectic. And without getting too esoteric, the dialectic was just this idea that history is a, is a movement of progression towards a, a utopian end. 
And that progression, that progress through history comes through the engine of revolution, which is built around an idea manifesting itself in the state of nature, in the political state in particular, and that, that's it, that will have contradictions. Those contradictions have to be worked out and worked through, and then you get a new state, and then that state has its own contradictions. You keep cycling and synthesizing uh, in, in the progress of history until you reach that utopia. So Marx was really captivated by this, this thing, this new thing in philosophy called the, the dialectic. But he was a strict materialist, whereas Hegel was thinking of this as a rational movement. He really said, no, there is no, nothing beyond the material. The material, material world is all that is. And so there is this dialectic, this engine through, throughout time reaching a utopia, but it's a utopia built purely on economic terms with every person being defined into division as either an oppressor or an oppressed, working class, proletariat, or ruling class. And that this is where the revolution would happen and that the revolution was inevitable. So that, that's sort of the intellectual foundation into this came postmodernism, which basically identified language as being avenues for power, and then th therefore we have to be able to manipulate words. And in manipulating our language, we can manipulate the interior life of, of, our, of, our, of a community. Because once we no longer can communicate clearly and understand that our words are connected to reality, then they become tools that we can wound each other with or that we can just destabilize our uh, community with. Absolutely fantastic. What got you interested in even talking about CRT? Uh, I think I was interested in, uh, because, uh, you know, I saw what was happening at my alma mater, which was a Christian Christian college, and they started going through woke protests and woke spasms um, on campus, maybe around 2018. And I remember hearing about this and reading in their school papers and thinking back on my own experience as a young adult, and what would that environment have been like to have been in a woke environment where you're constantly kind of looking for ways in which you're offended? Yeah. Um, and I realized, you know, it, it's really doing such a disservice to people because these kids in college should be learning how to disagree well, how to debate ideas, how to not think yeah. things personally, how to give someone else grace when you you might be inclined to be offended, but rather to allow for something, um, there's to be a space for something different that leads to more harmony. Um, and, and they should also be developing in virtue and developing in their prayer life and developing in their friendships, all good things, right? But instead, they're being trained and taught to constantly accuse people outside of themselves. And that's really an opposite path than developing in, in the interior life of prayer, or the interior life of striving for virtue and to see your own sins and start with that and then look more mercifully upon this at the sins of other people because you see yourself clearly. And just seemed like in all these ways, really important ways, the woke movement was harming kids so deeply. That's just one segment of society. Obviously, in the video, I talk about how it's really targeting in the worst possible way the people it wants to help. So not necessarily the affluent college kids or whatever, but it, you know, it's supposed to be empowering people or marginalized. But it seems to me really to do quite the opposite. So it's really telling them, you know, that, that you're very, you're actually helpless. You are at the mercy of structures and systems far bigger and far beyond you. And so, you know, you, there's no sort of personal effort or responsibility we are called to take or, or to find meaning in our lives, to see what we can improve in our personal life and strive to, you know, to, to fight it on that level. Rather, we can only blow things up. We can only protest. We can always only reveal what's wrong outside of ourselves. You know, again, it's that accuser element, an accuser dynamic. Um, and it's really incredibly disempowering. We don't tell people that in any other context. Say like, you know, the way you succeed in life is by looking at what everyone else is doing wrong. You say, no, you know, any 
biography of any person who's transcended hard circumstances, it's been through personal responsibility. That's not to say that everything is just, you know, pull yourself by your bootstraps. Um, obviously, people need to be have solidarity. We need to help each other. We need to have some safety nets and we need to have community help and families. We need to strengthen families. Um, but it is to say that you cannot empower anyone by stripping meaning and responsibility from them. And I, and I think, and I think that, that we're seeing the disaster of that philosophy play out in CRT in a particular way. I have been researching CRT for a while and what you just said makes more sense to me than what I was even researching the last two years. It makes complete sense what we are seeing unravel and how and why. More with Noelle right after the short commercial break. Human trafficking is a crime that cuts across every race, every gender, every socioeconomic background. Human trafficking exists in every community around the globe. No matter where you are, you can find human trafficking in your neighborhood. And that's why we should all be concerned. That's why we should all care. Quite often people ask me, well, why should I be a part of what you're doing if you're not in my city? Because most of the survivors that we care for in the U.S don't even come from Tennessee or Nashville where we're based. They come from all over the country. In Thailand and the Philippines, it's the same. These people that we're getting the opportunity to love on and rescue are coming from all over. And so we should all be concerned because this is a group of people that not a lot of people are fighting for. And we get the privilege to fight for them. Join us in the fight today. Text TINA to 44321. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but us dogs are naked all the time. And no one cares. I mean, get a load of this animal. But my humans hate when they see nudity on TV. So they got VidAngel. Now they can skip all the kibbles and naughty bits when they stream their favorite movies and shows from Netflix, Amazon, and more. You can turn on filters for graphic violence, swears, along with sexual content like this. <laughs> that doesn't bother us dogs, but you better believe my humans would filter out two people doing that. With VidAngel, my humans can enjoy so many more movies and TV shows together. It fixed all their entertainment needs. And that's not the only thing they fixed. So gather the family, pop some popcorn, and enjoy a movie night knowing the only naked thing you're gonna see is me. VidAngel. Watch more, worry less. Get two weeks free with code TINA at vidangel.com. That's T-I-N-A for two free weeks. VidAngel. Instead of letting your kids get brainwashed in school with CRT, teach them how the world really works with the Tuttle Twins. If you want to help your children learn about true history, great tips regarding saving and spending money, personal freedom and responsibility, entrepreneurship, individual rights, and more, they will eat up what the Tuttle Twins pump out. Their mission is to create kids' books and curriculum that supports the values of a free society. Check out everything they've got at TuttleTwins.com. And when you load up that cart, make sure you use code TINA, T-I-N-A, at checkout to save 40% off your order. That's right. You heard me correctly. 40% off. Use code TINA at TuttleTwins.com. All right, Noelle. Excellent first half to this program. You got my mind rolling like normal. Um, why is there transgenderism, but not transracialism? Another great question. So, uh, you know, I, th I think that the woke defines two types of oppression, the oppression from systems outside of ourselves, but also sexual repression, what they would say. So you see the roots of this in sexual revolution, you know, the 1960s in radical feminism, um, which really started to see that our bodies are fundamentally meaningless, right? And so there you see, again, that nihilism. 
Um, but the transgender movement is just sort of an outgrowth of that same sort of meaninglessness that the sexual revolution was seeding into the culture, that sex means nothing, that you can do whatever you want, you know, that you can choose whatever you want as long as there's consent, because there's no objective meaning behind that act. And then now we're seeing it so, um, you know, really disturbingly in the human person that my body means so little that I can just say it's whatever it is. And then all of a sudden that changes it, you know. Um, it's really a, a way of separating ourselves from our bodies. Um, and, I, and I think that it's um, it's destabilizing us, you know, so fundamentally. And part of the, the sinister part of it is that everyone knows that it's a lie. Even some most people who say that they're woke most of those people also know that they're saying something that's a lie. So there's this element of control that how much can you be manipulated by a movement where you have to lie in order to show your allegiance to it? I mean, this has happened with totalitarian regimes time immemorial, getting people to be so demoralized that they can no longer admit the things that they know to be true is a really uh, compliant society, easily controlled. And I think that that is piece of this movement too. But to your question originally, which was why can we transition gender but not race? I think it's because um, racial differences are not sick, don't imply that we need to have a difference in behavior. I can be dear friends with a woman who's of a different race. We can have girls weekends, we can have a glass of wine and talk about emotions and desires and all these things and be, you know, foster deep friendship. I can do that with a woman of a different race. But if I did that with a man, <laughs> it would be totally inappropriate, right? My husband would not be okay with that because rightfully so, the different sexes imply norms of behavior that are that make uh, for a bit better harmony in society. So they, in both areas, the woke movement chooses the road that leads to more division. So by reifying, emphasizing racial difference, you're really creating opposition that need not be there for true friendship. And by dissolving the difference between the sexes, again, you are really creating an opportunity for more division amongst the sexes, more chaos, more um, disunity, breakdowns of marriage. Wow. Okay, so this next question makes complete sense. Why is this ideology so pervasive in schools today? What is your take on that? Yeah, I think that's such an important question. I go into my book a bit about how I think we really need to understand that innocence of children is going to be particularly targeted on by principle by the movement. Because you really in order to form people into to re-engineer society, you really want to get them at a younger and younger age. And the innocence of the child, why we see so many drag queen story hours and this types of thing, is because the fact that they're uncomfortable with that, with a man in a miniskirt and heels, that is a perpetuation of that there's something normal in society. Yes. And queer theory needs to disabuse everyone of the idea of the normal. And so children in particular, their innocence is a threat. There's not a decency in theory to the to queer theory. You know, there might be people caught up in it who are sympathetic and don't realize that they're doing harm, but the theory itself is very sinister and it doesn't limit itself. It wants to keep going as like this insatiable nature of sin. You know, you just keep what's transgressive today is going to be normal tomorrow. So you have to keep uh, pushing boundaries. So I think it's important for parents to realize this won't stop itself unless we stop it. And then once you realize that you can't, we can't be complacent with media, you know, with what our children are watching, their internet access and what's happening in their school, because the, the CRT stuff is really shape shifts. It might call itself CRT now. And then if parents get upset, then they'll just say, oh, now we're social emotional learning or now we're, you know, something else. 
but they're still trying to use that same sort of indoctrinating tactic to get kids to think of themselves through collectivized identities, political politicized identities. Um, so I think we can't be, we have to know what's happening. We can't be complacent. Um, and then we also have to really form communities, right? We, our kids need peers that are going to reinforce what they're, what they, what we are teaching them to believe. We need to link arms with like-minded people, even if it's you know outside of our church or outside of you know maybe who we might um, naturally have gotten to know. You know, I think that we need to create bands of people who are seeing what's happening and willing to, willing to resist it and support each other and get information from each other because it's really hard to do it on your own, you know. Yeah, exactly. Band together, plus different people are going to know different information and have different contacts. And just off the cuff, I would say, once again, we have churches throughout the week that are primarily empty. Let's do some homeschooling or church schooling, whatever you want to call it. Get a bunch of parents together to change the future of America by making sure our kids are not indoctrinated. If anything, they're indoctrinated by the word of God. So let's get these church buildings that are empty, full of children from public schools, out of public schools. Um, and there's other ways that we can also protect our kids. But I completely agree. Now is the time we can no longer sit in the bench. And our kids, frankly, are watching what is mom and dad going to do to help protect my brain, my heart, my mind. And let's invest now, not 15, 20 years from now when our kids are, you know, pregnant and, and unwed or have a sexually transmitted disease or, God forbid, six feet under because of suicide and everything else attacking our kids. Right now is the best time to invest and join forces I'm just on fire today with the people that I've met, the guests that I've had in the program, the texts that I got this morning. Every time I see another school shooting, I, chills go down my spine because like how many more lives do we have to lose before we all start to band together and fight this demonic plot from these globalists? It has to be now. I don't want one more child to lose their life because of it. Unbelievable. We're going to be back to talk more with Noelle with this very important message on what we can do to combat CRT, her book, and more right after this. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time. Are you looking to deepen your faith while supporting small businesses in the Holy Land? Look no further than Artsa, the Christian subscription box that brings the Bible to life. Every quarter, you'll receive a carefully curated box directly from Israel, filled with handcrafted gifts, foods, and treasures made by Israeli artisans. Every purchase directly supports the community and economy of the Holy Land. Artsa is your opportunity to connect with the rich history and culture of the land where Jesus walked, with each item lovingly crafted and selected to bring the stories of the Holy Land to life in your own home. 
over 100,000 boxes have been sold to date, and the community is rapidly growing. Join the Arta community today at artsabox.com and use code TINA for a 20% discount on all purchases. That's A-R-T-Z-A box.com. Code TINA. Experience the joy of discovering and connecting to the Holy Land. All right, Noel, we are back. We know that Christians incorporate woke ideology into their worldview and their churches today. We see it all over the place. What can we do to lead Christians to truth? I know it sounds nuts, but lead them to truth about this deception. Yeah, I think that's so important. And one of the things I'm most passionate about, I mean, I think first and foremost, we have to stop being afraid. You know, we have to start let, stop letting compassion manipulate us. It, it's It's been being used as a weapon. Yes. So, and so, you know, I think that we, we have to realize it's not compassionate to let people be thrown to the wolves with an ideology that's not only disempower them, but also to, you know, sterilize, mutilate their children, um, you know, and, and to fundamentally make us miserable. You know, I think that that's part of the power of the woke movement is that it creates a situation where your family is so broken that you're looking for to belong to something, even if it's just the uh, tribe of politics. And it makes politics really ferocious because that's not supposed to replace the family. The family is supposed to give you that belonging, that loyalty, that love. All right, everybody, you got to get your hands on Noelle's book, Awake Not Woke, a Christian response to the cult of progressive ideology. That's exactly what it is. In fact, I'm going to make this an assignment for my kids who do homeschooling here with Rebecca at the Griffin Gang household. I'm going to have them read that book and do a book report on it. It's that good. Also, Theology of Home, where a free email subscription gets you a daily email with curated links on anything from news to home organization with nothing offensive to our values. Well, that is uh, two thumbs up over here. They are all about finding the eternal and everyday things. Absolutely fantastic at theologyofhome.com. You rock, keep at it, keep fighting CRT. Your information is going to help us do that. Thank you so much, woman, for jumping on the program today. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 